on this episode of Rebel Spirit Radio. So I think that, yeah, within each of us, there are our wounds and then there are our gifts and it is our destiny to find our gifts and to bring them into the world. And, and I do think that those gifts have to do with healing, that it is each in our own ways, our destiny and fate to become the wounded healer. Like, and, and then we'll see what happens, you know? It's not that may not be the end all of everything, but if you do think about it in a cosmic, like a spiritual sense, the return to source is the wounded healer. Like it, it's kind of a similar thing. It's it's the it's the final remembering. It's the final healing. That so so any little bit of healing we can do on our day to day in any of the domains is going to be bringing us closer and closer to source, to that to that faded and destined weirdness that will be infinity. I mean, I don't think, I don't think you can get weirder than infinity. Welcome to Rebel Spirit Radio, exploring the frontiers of spirituality, consciousness, the esoteric, and humanity's sacred relationship with a living earth. I'm your host, Nick Mather. And in this week's episode, psyche therapist and author Matthew Ash McKernan joins me to discuss his book, Weird Craft, Healing Self and Nature Through the Mysteries of the Fates. Ash explores the answer to the question, what is weird, and discusses tricksters, unverified personal gnosis, the wild and the weird, the importance of remembering our wholeness, and the necessity of feeding our inner fire. Also, please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to or view podcasts. Your support is truly appreciated. Matthew Ash McKernan is a licensed psychotherapist, ecotherapist, bard, and weird worker. He is a walker of worlds, one who loves to spend time learning, worshiping, holding space, and offering workshops at the crossroads where psyche, nature, magic, and healing intersect. Ash. Welcome to Rebel Spirit Radio. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's well, thank you. And that, yeah. Well, thank but... you for coming on. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, as I told you before we hit record, uh, as I was reading your book, it occurred to me that there was so much there, uh, so many avenues of conversation that I was a little bit disappointed of the my time constraints today in regards to recording this because the book is so rich and I I found a lot in it that I think you and I can talk about. But I want to begin, and I imagine that this is where a lot of your conversations begin, with the question of what is weird? The first time I heard of it is in the three weird sisters in the Scottish play. That's Mm -hmm. the first time I came into contact with that understanding of weird. Uh, and just for anyone who's listening, we're talking about weird w, uh, W-R-Y-D, um, not W-E-I-R-D, although weird is the um, origin of that. So what is weird? Yeah, a lot of a lot of my conversations, at least in my own head, start with that question. So um, yeah, it's a it's it goes in many directions you know weird as many things including what we call what weird today like oh weird that was weird weird experiences like synchronicities and prophetic dreams and 
and just you know mundane mundane cause and effect um weird weird is kind of the in a sense the natural laws mm. and physics of physics gravity you know the things things that are the way they are and we can't really do much about them um, that's that could that is fate that is weird's aspect of fate so weird is also fate and weird is destiny so fate may be something that's kind of unchangeable um which i think that fate is also made you know fate fate and destiny are the same but destiny has more of a feel of that which we are becoming or this this thing like this potential our souls our souls potential or our souls destiny in a sense which is fated to be you know it's like so they're they're kind of the same thing so yeah weird as those weird as said nature weird as you know you weird can be explored and seen in like processes and patterns like waves ripples spirals on on multi-dimensional levels kind of you know and fractals fractal is kind of you could can if you can imagine fractal that that would be the web of weird this this web which is spiritual and mundane it connects mind body relationship environment soul and spirit and you know kind of all these in one one thing which has a process of becoming in and of itself, which is, which has its own fate and destiny and, and nature and magic. So yeah, weird is also magic. And, and in particular, we all have our own weird. So we, we all have our own magic. Um, our our bodies are a gestalt of things, just like the universe is a gestalt of things, you know. And so, our weird includes our light, our our shadow, our like every facet of of who we are and who we are becoming. And so, you have your own weird. I have my own weird, and our weird is woven out of where we're from, who we are, what our DNA is, what the natural laws are that are infringing upon or that are limiting us in ways. And so many factors, you know, it's it's endless, really, because everything is connected and cause and effect is constantly rippling through seen and unseen realms. And so weird is the mystery too. Weird is ultimately a mystery. It's like Tao. You can and you can talk about Tao like they like the Taoists say you can you can talk about Tao but not the real Tao or whatever the the yeah. true Tao can't be right. spoken about. I think it's the same with weird. Mm-hmm. I, I love that weird is that or just weird is the word used for that thing mm-hmm. because it it is weird. Like mm-hmm. as we know today, these experiences of getting closer and closer to it or it um, awakening through us or whatever you know being turned inside out all these all these things are just very strange and yeah. so that yeah there, there's a lot more that we could go and you know there's a see a lot of like threads mm-hmm. to it oh, yeah. could take any one of those in, in a direction any direction yeah well you hit on a couple of things that i was thinking while reading one of the first things was 
the connection with the Dow. And, you know, as I was reading, I'm like, oh, okay. So he's saying that weird is kind of like the Dow. But then as I would read further, I'm like, well, but it's this thing also. And one of the places that I ended up was, well, weird is just kind of ineffable, like the Dow, that, you know, the true weird cannot be spoken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think some people call it God. Yeah. I thought that too. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think weird. It's, it's strange to, to say that myself, to hear myself mm -hmm. say that, that I think weird, that God is weird mm -hmm. and weird is God. But I, that's kind of the simplest way that I can put it for myself to understand yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there is a, another phrase that you used to describe weird. And I think this in a sense connects with thinking about weird as God, because also today, as I was reviewing all my notes, that also came to me. I was like, Oh, well, I wonder is weird just God, but it's this idea of the uncanny as well. Because God is. Yeah. Like the, if you imagine like truth, whatever that is truth, you know, I mean, how many I've, I'm sure you've heard, you know, truth is stranger than fiction or, mm things that only get weirder from here on out or only the weird will survive or yeah. things like that. I think God is totally weird because it's just so, so different. So, so different than our ordinary, ordinary perception way of seeing and being in the world. And I mean, yeah. 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 I'm trying to think of the quote. It's a Hunter S Thompson quote and I should know this, but it's something like when the going is weird, the weird turn pro. That's what it is. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so good. Yeah. Love that quote. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's true because you know, the spiritual path is a weird path and yeah. you know, there's multiple dimensions going on. There's, there's shape shifting mm -hmm. on multiple dimensions and there's extrasensory perceptions and, um, psychedelia which i love just i love the to, the etymology of that psych psychedelic psyche soul mm -hmm. and del delio delis or delios or delic being revealing mm -hmm. or soul revealing so what isn't that what god is like god would be a soul revealing thing Maybe it depends on how you define God, I would suspect. And that's always, you know, God itself is a odd or weird term, <laughs> you know, and I always like to tell my students, you know, I teach religious studies quite a bit that God is not God's name, but God's something else. And, you know, I always want to know, well, what are we talking about when we talk about God? Are we talking about the God of the Bible? Are we talking about the God of the Hebrew Bible or the New Testament? Are we talking about... Are they different? yeah are they the same are they yeah. and <laughs> all all weird questions all they all point to the weirdness of god you know that right. god can be one and god can be many at the mm -hmm. same time yeah or none of it or yeah. nothing yeah you know? yeah and there's also the sense of and i think this applies with god and weird and the idea of the uncanny is that there's something a little unsettling about it too say more my therapist self says <laughs> well you know it's you know and again i'm coming from a religious studies uh, perspective here in terms of that but mm -hmm. it's the 
trying to remember, and I, I know this, I lecture on this all the time. I had about four hours of sleep last night, so my brain's not working quite as nicely as I would like it to. The Mysterium Tremendum a Fascinones. Um, it, that God is, and this can also apply to the sacred, if you want to just use that term. And maybe it, it'll apply to the weird, but it's mysterious. That's the Mysterium. But the Tremendum is kind of the frightening aspect because it is so much other or so other than us other than humanity but yet it is also at the same time fascinating mm -hmm. yeah makes me think of kind of like the way um hp lovecraft has described you know the sacred terror and or just the that thing that is so kaleidoscopically beautiful yet it's going to devour you and that that yearning to go towards it and the fear of it at the same time um the old ones right it's like something that is beyond our capability to imagine mm -hmm. and leaving us with no footing no ground you know we're just like a well i don't i'm sure you know what it says says in the bible stuff like if you you can't behold the fullness of god or, or something right yeah and i i think in relationship to weird at least how it was understood historically also by modern modern pagans and heathens too that weird is also death mm -hmm. you know and doom and like you know bad things happen and people would invoke or evoke weird you know mm -hmm. um but that's life, right? Death and the transformation of life, death, just nature, you know, that's, it's all in process. And it's, I, I think that the ancient people had a, like, I don't know if they use, if they use the word weird as to, to, to describe God, like, mm. because it's interesting that weird kind of transformed in the way it did over mm. time. And it didn't, it didn't become a God, you know, a God in this kind of spiritual sense. Um, even yeah yeah i have theories about that too about the loss of the animism and whatnot but it's another thing yeah well I, I you know that also came to mind because there's a history to this there's yeah. a history to the weird and i if i understand correctly that you're drawing from kind of the norse pagan traditions um and it, yeah, mo mostly but also from like greek and latin and other otherworldly not other well otherworldly yes but yeah. from southeast america southeast southwest united states with great great grandmother spider and, mm -hmm. and and trickster is a part of all this too so yeah, yeah. and trickster yeah. shows up all over the world as, as well but yeah norse norse and northern european anglo-saxon and yeah there's a little bit of the fae the fae mm -hmm. So Celtic tradition, the fa fairies, I think part of the etymology of that word has been traced back to, to fatum, which mm. is fate as well. Okay. So there is a connection. Um, and, and, in the, and there has been in my life too, which is, so experientially it makes sense. And it, it's like, oh yeah, the fae are a part of weird and whatever, you know, if you can imagine the, the fairy worlds, how weird they would be. Yeah you know, going into the other world. You're there for 
what a week or a, a night and you know a hundred years have gone by outside and but yeah yeah there is a history to it i i would also say that i do i do speak a lot from my own personal experience from from the book like there some of it is kind of based on the the um lore mm. and and some but a lot of it is upg which is unverified personal gnosis that's uh -huh. like a that's a term in <laughs> i like heathen. that yeah because yeah um, there's that distinction like what we know from the sources and and then what we experience on our own that can or can't be verified by others you know maybe maybe other people have a similar experience and can be like okay there's something yeah. here okay now this is not something that you discuss in the book but it's where my mind just went listening to what you were just saying so i'm just going to go there <laughs> so i hope that's okay um, oh, but what comes to mind for me is this concept of high strangeness that especially when you were talking about the fey i was thinking about like the works of passport to magonia jacques jacques Vallée, maybe even john keel to some aspect of kind of documenting this history of strange occurrences and finding that there's something kind of archetypal about them that there's something very similar to these experiences with the fae of you know going to sleep and waking up at you know 10 years have passed or something like that and you know, alien abductions and just what most people would refer to as weird mm -hmm. isn't that amazing i, just, yeah. I think that's hilarious that's a beautiful it's just a beautiful synchronicity that this that it would that it would not only be weird like strange and odd mm -hmm. but also have this depth connection to a mm -hmm. to a divinity to yeah. like a, a being or a force or collection of phenomena you know it's 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 a hilarious joke you know it's a it's a trickster joke mm -hmm. yeah and i know i've not read it but i know that there's uh, work that's been done on the trickster and the paranormal to use that term but it does seem like the trickster is a major figure in this weird that we're talking about yeah yeah major i mean um if weird weird can be seen in all domains right like mind body relationship environment soul spirit and i think as as we become more aware of weird become more aware of the nature of the, each of these domains and kind of the web that you know the web and everything and we see um where the wound or where the threads that connect things are torn or tattered or where there's wounding or where there's imbalance um, and where there's suffering and and i think we become uh, you know through practice of weird craft or whatever you know that i described maybe we can talk about that later but that we become aware of the weird and then as we do that we become aware of the wounds and also of our gifts and and we see that there are even gifts in the wounds right so there's a light in the dark and i think our soul knows that intuitively we're drawn towards that light even into the dark night of the soul so we can find it and and it goes on and on from there but yeah there's a process to it there's a faded destined 
becoming. It's one of the one of the translations of weird is becoming. But now now I've lost the where we were before. I was going to tie this back to what you're saying, but now uh, I forget. Well, we were talking about the trickster and how the trickster is part of this weirdness. Yeah, that's that's what. Thank you. So yeah, the the trickster kind of the wounds are the trickster, hmm. and and are and the gifts are also the trickster, too. And it's that may sound very vague, but I've I've seen it in in my in my therapy like as a psychotherapist like I see this all the time, that people come with wounds you know, and then by healing those wounds people access their light you know. Mm -hmm. And and trickster, at least in the Norse myth, Loki, he he was like a causer of problems, um, but he also fixed the problems, or he helped fix the problems. So there's this dual that dual nature of the trickster. Um, the the trickster invents things. The trickster mm. is witty and hilarious. You know, um, often playing jokes on on him her themselves to teach something and and i and i just see this in the world right it's, this is a big joke you know and it's a tear it's a terrible one in many ways as the trickster was trickster brought about ragnarok mm -hmm. but but just an aside on that i think that the trickster is not only in loki the trickster is also in the other gods as well the trickster is in odin and all of them just as the trickster is in all of us so we get in our own way of our own suffering all the time. So we can look into mind and see how we get in our own way. We can look into body. How's the trickster showing up in my body? How's it showing up in my relationships? How's it showing up in my environment? And the world, the state of the world, climate change is a very trickster process. That's, you know, it's a slap, slap in the face. So we wake up and and i think yeah sometimes i wonder like is it is it weird that is god or is it trickster that is god and then like well they're the same hmm. and and the, those are just names for for something that's a mystery but damn we want to we want to understand it you yeah. know at least i do like i have a I think a lot of us that would be listening to this have a thirst for for knowledge and magic and soul, the wholeness of of being, and and I think that's what Odin had in the in the myths. He was a seeker, and he self sacrificed, you know, in order to to receive his illumination. And Freya did too. Freya was constantly crying, you know, crying golden tears as she wandered. She she knew the she knew we, a form of weird craft what i would call weird craft that they called safe and safe is a northern kind of shamanic practice and magical practice that involved working with weird and and so yeah these were safe practitioners and they were seeing into the future they were understanding the natural laws the seasons fluctuations of the physical and the metaphysical and they were counselors and they were just doing different magic of different kind chanting trance soul retrieval healing cursing um, working with energy working with with 
the energies of nature, which some are seeing, some are unseen, you know, all that. But yeah. Excuse me. I was waiting. I had to cough there. There's a lot in there and there are several things that I want to go back to. But I think that the best place to go next is since we've been talking about weird and what that might be, I think the next logical question then is, well, what is weird craft? And I have to add to that too, is where every time I read that, it evoked HP Lovecraft. So I found it really interesting that you use Lovecraft in uh, your explanation uh, previously. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Yeah. See, that's a little weird synchronicity yeah. there. And that's how weird it is. And, and I guess I, I thought about Lovecraft partly because the terror and the, and the, the bliss kind of, um, but I, also because that that type of writing is called weird fiction or i've heard it called that before weird fiction it's like a bunch a bunch of different authors right and going back to the romantic to edgar Allan poe and lord byron and um, all them that's kind of where this culturally where weird started to sh shift in a in a different direction where that was, I don't know, you know, but back to weird craft. Yeah. Yeah. Weird craft. So, so we know, we know what weird is, or we have an idea of it. You know, it's, it's I kind of simplify it as fate, destiny, nature, magic, soul, and becoming, and also the web, which is all of those things together. But, so it's, it would be the crafting of, mind body relationship environment soul spirit so uh, by by bringing awareness to each of the domains you know the mind body relationship etc we become aware of the weird of each of the domains how how what what is the nature of mind right what is the soul of mind what is the destiny of mind what is the magic of mind and down into body and you know through that it, it creates a thing called that um, Valerie Wright called the weird called weird consciousness. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like magical consciousness or spiritual consciousness or ecological consciousness. Um, I like to imagine that it's the consciousness of nature and the consciousness of the fates themselves of it's the consciousness of weird you know to be i guess very um most direct with it but so yeah and and what weird craft looks like you know it's different for every person so everybody has their own weird um, their own past present future their own makeup everybody's a tapestry with all these different threads and the pattern of yours is different than mine in ways and similar to yours in, in ways. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it. And I kind of, I kind of break it up into three kind of, I don't know, threads, three threads that weave into weird craft. And this is, this is not like, you know, this is not law. Mm -hmm. It's, it's more expansive than this, but um, 
psyche therapy is one one thing ecotherapy or or just you know nature worship and then magic the practice of magic and so these three i think also have many threads that weave them together psyche therapy is a lot of different things and and basically it's soul therapy so and our souls are it's all it's all that we are it's our thoughts it's our feelings it's our sensations it's our habits our dreams our imagination our body our relationships you know our environment soul spirit it, it connects to all that so as we become aware we we start to make different choices and i think that's kind of the crux or it gets into the into the meat of it of of weird craft is that it's about awareness and choice and and that in itself awareness choice and action that those those three together and then repeat over and over and over and over you know ad infinitum um, that that creates that is the crafting of weird that changes things and it's magic it's a it's a very simple form of like psychological magic or holistic magic because it it's, it starts with awareness and choice, but it ripples out into the world and affects all the domains. And that's what magic does, right? So it, it can um, include doing magic, like actual ceremonial magic or anybody that does magic, that is a form of weird craft, you know, at least the way that I'm, the way I understand it. It's uh, all the magic traditions are working with weird and and psyche therapy is also working with weird it's understanding the nature of weird through one's direct experience and then ecotherapy is is kind of finding that connection between inner and outer i mean that happens in psyche therapy too and it happens in magic they're really kind of all the same practice in many ways cuz i don't i don't know many people that practice magic that aren't also just nature lovers and nature worshipers and who aren't worshiping soul in some way or another through a goddess or a god or ancestors or um you know so i just kind of broke those apart maybe for the fun of it i don't know i don't know why okay well that's fair but to be honest i think <laughs> forrest wanted me to do it that, that was kind of my feel when i was writing it i was like it didn't feel like it felt like the woods that I was mm. writing yeah mm. And it was almost like me asking them, okay, what do you want? What do you want us to know? Mm. And, and really it's, it's, they're helping us return to balance. They're helping us make our way back to balance through this process that I call weird craft that many people call many, many different things, but that it's ultimately revealing. It's a revealing process. It's a healing process. It's a transforming process in a process of becoming mm. you know and there's a purpose to it all and yeah so when we feel aligned with a sense of purpose in our life that's weird that's that's the call of the fates you know that's drawing us near it's pulling us saying this way and we don't always listen to it um but we make our way there in the end you know? mm. it reminds me of um Probably, uh, but Joseph Campbell, one of the things that he's best known for is the um, statement to follow your bliss. And I remember him in his interview with Bill Moyer, he noted that it's, he used like the analogy of walking on like a balance beam. 
And he's like, you know, you know, when you're on, when you're balanced and when you're not, you know, when you're on track and when you're not on track. And so this weird craft seems to me to be something similar to kind of hone in to this weird to uh, put ourselves in alignment with it, um, it or to be attuned to it. Similar to how people will say, you know, to be in alignment with the Tao. There's something similar there, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Is that fair to this kind of attunement, alignment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all. That's all a part of Weirdcraft too. Because right? aware with awareness, you see, you will inevitably see where you're out of attunement or out mm -hmm. of alignment because you'll see symptoms. Mm -hmm. You'll see suffering in some way or another. And so that suffering is kind of a guide. It's a gift. It's a trickster gift for us to to help us realign, to reattune. And and when we are in attunement and alignment, then we open ourselves to to natural wisdom, to to nature's consciousness that that is given to us, almost like breath, like like the tree is breathing out and we're breathing in, and we are breathing out. And it is breathing in. It's like we both want the same thing. The tree and us want the same thing. We want to return to source, become one. Mm. And so this that which you are seeking is seeking you. Mm. It is is so weird. It's yeah. very it's a very weird idea. And and actually it's a very weird experiential felt sense, right? Mm. When you when you feel that it's like well, it's remembering, right? It's like yeah. oh. I knew that. Oh, yeah. Well, and I'm I'm glad that you mentioned this remembering because I wanted to talk to you about that. Because as I've been doing these podcasts, that's something that has come up time and time again, where someone's making the claim that we need to remember who we are. And I think that in your book, and I am very appreciative that you do this, is you actually use remembering as in one sense that kind of recall of something, but the way that I've been thinking about it is as remembering that we have become split that we're kind of, and this, I see this as part of a initiatory process as well. I almost like a shamanic process where the shaman is often in their initiation sort of symbolically torn apart. And what they have to do is remember themselves. And I was wondering if maybe you could speak a little bit more to that, because you do talk a lot about this fragmented world that we're in. And that we need to remember ourselves <laughs> because of that fragmented world. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if you could talk to that and then maybe also how can, what would that look like in this weird craft? Hmm. Well, it's, I guess weird, weird craft starts pretty simply. So even thinking about that is weird craft. Like, huh, what does that mean? Because already the gears start turning and the and the integration is is happening at that moment. It's like I'm even imagining it. You're imagining these parts and feeling into that, feeling the them all coming together or 
or the light of awareness shining on all of them or um, but yeah yeah remembering 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 our wholeness i think that's in a way that's what nature wants to do through through life itself and you know human beings are not separate from that we are everything's one so so we get this opportunity to remember um, who we are as as sourced who has kind of projected itself outward and into a lot of fragments um, and something about that awareness of fragmentation leads to the integration because i think it fragmentation after a certain point starts to feel bad and and we and that draws our attention to it like oh what's going on okay what what do i need to do to feel better and to to find balance you know which is the wholeness again that wholeness is a type of balance because you're you're feeling you're you're you are whole you're your whole being and you is more than who you are sitting in that in that chair and me is more than this you know so it, it expands and deepens into something that is weirder than can be imagined and there's a lot of ways to do it again psychotherapy is like a way to do it by by doing inquiry just oh why do i do that thing oh i'm like my relationship is is bad or why is that happening usually it will lead to some awareness that oh i need to do something differently i need to make a choice and and it may be a scary choice but it's a choice that will help one to to find their gifts to to go to move in the direction of their magic mm. and their their becoming and yeah i i think another thing about weird crafts is is that it's everything is magic like the mundane there's no difference between the the magical and non-magical there's there's no such thing as the non-magical if you look at it from this ho holistic thing where where fate and destiny and magic and soul are kind of one and and they are all one in weird mm -hmm. so um, yeah that remembering of of self that's healing right so i i think that any any healing practice is is remembering in that way and when we remember the parts we remember we remember our our who we really are and and not only and and that is us right it's it's more collaborative it's it's less there's less competition it's like oh we're all in this together and and we're all a part of this like we're we are all complicit in our own self-destruction we are all the trickster and um, how will we choose to be the trickster? Do we want to be the unconscious trickster or do we want to be the conscious, like playful trickster or anyway, we have more, we have more choice than we like to admit. And I think maybe that's what Lovecraft was referring to the whole time. That terror that he described, that cosmic terror is just simply responsibility. Mm. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. yeah.
Well, responsibility mm. is terrifying. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was love, right? Yeah. I think they're the same in the sense. Yeah. Sen yeah. Love. Yeah. Yeah. It's very difficult to open ourselves to these things. I think a lot of times that because it, it there's a vulnerability in it all. And I think that vulnerability elicits a lot of fear, you know, um, there's a lot of post-traumatic stress. Yeah. That's been passed down for thousands of generations, mm -hmm. you know, and, and we're seeing it like the effects of it. It yeah. com it's not addressed. It com it compounds. It's just like, it goes exponential. It spreads. I mean, I don't know if that's true, if it actually does go grow exponentially, but it seems like we're headed towards a Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, but but I, I do believe that we have a choice how we want the Ragnarok to unfold. Do we want it to unfold around us in an apocalypse like we've imagined in movies and all that stuff? Or do we want to have an apocalypse internally mm. where where all the unwise things are burned up, you know, in a sacred fire that helps us illuminate our soul mm. our, and the truths that come with that, like that we're all connected and and to become a healer is 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 maybe one of the highest like art forms or or magical practices because the rewards are so huge when when we heal and and when we heal each other that i i think that healing magic is is probably the most important kind of magic that we need in the world right now cuz we will all benefit from it and what more powerful magic can you ask for if if we could all as we, you know heal together um but it's you know i think back back to kind of the idea of revelation is that there's a lot of delusion there's a lot of this delusion of separation and fragmentation and post-traumatic stress that's been unaddressed and everything um there's so much there's so many blocks and barriers and just to get through that i don't know if it's going to be possible but but it may not matter it's just like we all have to do it on our own i think odin odin knew ragnarok was coming but he didn't he knew he was going to die he knew how and when well he knew it was during the final battle and but he went into it just like i'm gonna go into this with my inner flame as powerful as possible or you know just like i'm gonna show up the best i can and I think therapy, just psychotherapy, you know, I call it psyche therapy, but right. it's just, I don't know, soul therapy. It's not how I like to look at it, but psychotherapy is a powerful, powerful magic. Hmm. And even if people aren't necessarily even a magician or into paganism or into any of that, it's, it, it does lead to powerful change. And a lot of things do. So so I think that, yeah, within each of us, there are our wounds and then there are our gifts and it is our destiny to find our gifts and to bring them into the world. And, and I do think that those gifts have to do with healing, that it is each in our own ways, our destiny and fate to become the wounded healer. Like, and, and then we'll see what happens, you know, it's not, that may not be the end all of everything, but if you do think about it in a cosmic, like a spiritual sense, 
the return to source is the wounded healer. Like it, it's kind of a similar thing. It's it's the it's the final remembering. It's mm. the final healing. That, so so any little bit of healing we can do on our day to day in any of the domains is going to be bringing us closer and closer to source, to that to that faded and destined weirdness that will be infinity. I mean, I don't think I don't think you can get weirder than infinity. I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I often tell uh, comment to students. Um, well, and I guess you know, infinity, and I'm also kind of, I know they're different, kind of lumping eternity in there um, um, because both have that sense of endlessness. Um, and you know, and this comes out of own, my own personal experiences, but it always boggled my mind the people who want to achieve eternal life. And I, my response is always, you know, what scares me isn't death, but deathlessness. That's what I find terrifying. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Deathlessness. So I'm curious why that is terrifying. Like, yeah, what does that mean? And why are you terrified? The, the idea of... Just the never endingness of being, I suppose, or the never endingness of my being. I'm okay with Nick not being and mm -hmm. the spirit merging into greater spirit. I'm fine with that. That's okay. But this idea that I, what I think of as me, is going to exist throughout eternity and never die that just I, there's something in it that really i find unsettling um uh -huh. you know um, well, I mean, what would happen if you i think that it's one thing is what would you do <laughs> i mean if you have if you have infinite if you have all of eternity at some point it, it it's got to end up being just tiring of existing. You would be. Right? Well, you wouldn't necessarily do, do, yeah. but you would be. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, being is okay. Being me for eternity is not okay. <laughs> yeah. I probably um, won't have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. But anyway, I, I was just commenting on where you kind of ended with that. One of the things that mm. I've been thinking about, and I was thinking about this again when I was reading your book, is that this idea of the weird as being that fire within us. And I think we all have a fire, but so many of us let that fire dwindle down. And it seems to me that weird craft is in many ways fanning the flames of that fire so that we can be truly authentic to who we are and what we're meant to be. Mm -hmm. And what the connection I was also making with that is with wildness in the sense that, you know, throw 
commented that in wildness is the preservation of the world. And I was thinking about that. And he wasn't talking just about wilderness. He was talking about the wild within us as well. And so I was making that connection with the wild and the weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Become, you know, becoming aware of our own wildness within us and connecting, well, realizing that we are nature, right? Yeah. Yeah. That the wildness is, is within us. There's storms happening within yeah. us. We can become beasts and I don't know, we can, we have our reptilian brain, you know, we, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and the idea that it's a wilderness to be explored too, that it's, it's, it's the outer wilderness and the outer, inner wilderness. Mm hmm and that through that exploration, you know, we find things. Yeah. We, well, we seek and we find like, and that being the soul's journey, I guess, you know, to yeah. seek and to find and <clears throat> yeah. Well, it also seems like given the situation that we find ourselves in with this multitude of ecological crises and, you know, why you've pointed out and i know some others have as well is that what we're seeing out in the world is a reflection of our own inner illness and our fragmentation of yep. living in dismemberment but it's also i think not allowing for that weird flame to blaze mm -hmm. and so it seems like we have to have we have a individual responsibility to fan the flames but and this is something else that i thought was really important that you noted is that while we can focus on ourselves and our own weirdness we are also always doing so with the com larger community in mind but you wrote that two things i've got here you know because we are all connected true self-care is collective self-care and true individuation does not occur at the expense of the community, but rather for the benefit and empowerment of the community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're all we're all in it together. We're all connected. We're all nature. Yeah. Well, and I have conversations a lot where, and this is often with students because they want to know, well, what can we do? You know, what can we do? Because so often it seems like what the individual can do is so small. And the answer that I give them, I think, is in a sense the answer, or it's at least in alignment with the answer that you give, um, where I always tell them, be your best self. That's the best thing in the world you can be. Be your best self. And I think I'm equating that to this idea of individuation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> One of my supervisors uh, in my pro counseling program that I went through had a, had a really good way to put it. He said, do least harm, mm. do least harm. Cause, cause we all, it acknowledges that we do harm. Right. And, and I think that's an important and difficult step in the healing journey is to, is to see that we're all complicit, that like you're saying, we all have the, the enemy is within or, 
or the devil is within whatever we're you know pointing our finger outward three fingers back at us you know that's so so coming to know oneself is really the best thing to do uh, because as you come to know yourself you see that yourself is the same self that is in others and that's weird that's a weird thing to see but but also it's a beautiful thing to see because it makes it simpler you know, I, I think the the answers are, are pretty simple like we we could make it work together if we if we honored these things like do least harm or be your best self or you know and we are we're doing our best for sure and we can do better it's it's and it's inevitable it's fate in a way that that we will one way or another on this globe or in an, or on another in in some other body soul is on a long journey and yeah the fire i love i just love the concept and that that idea of that we all have the inner flame and we feed it and as we feed it, it grows brighter. So that means we're going to see more. Mm -hmm. We're going to see the see our own complacency, our own complacency, our own habits and um, delusions and addictions and wounds, our, our traumas, and and we're going to see other people's stuff too. You know? And I and I think that that light will shine on some compassion. Like, okay, we're all, we're all suffering and we're all just like doing our best and, and we can all do better. And I'm going to do better by, by taking responsibility for, for my thoughts, words, actions, and do least harm with them as possible. And, you know, and this is the work I'm doing. I'm, I have my issues and I'm, I'm perfectly imperfect, just like everybody else. And, um, but that's my weird, you know, I have my weird that I'm, I have my blocks and wounds and stuff that I'm working through and, and I have my gifts that, that shine, you know, it's like the fire, we have to tend the fire, we have to feed it. And so the things that we can feed it are our addictions, our delusions, our fears, and uh, so, so many other things that aren't serving our higher self or aren't, aren't serving the self that we all are which is connected to the earth the self of the earth and the self of the cosmos you know it's it's a beautiful multi-universal multi-dimensional process of revealing of revelation of healing and transformative becoming you know hmm. the nameless whatever's next uh, yeah needs to be fed the fire yeah I love well, fire. One way to do that is to actually tend fires, you know, mm -hmm. just spend time with fires. Right. Learning to tend like a, you know, really mindfully a, a fire. Mm -hmm. And you will be tending your inner inner flame as you do that. Wasn't there in, I think, one of your bios, it referred to as a flame keeper? Is that correct? Yeah. Is, is that what you're talking about now? Yeah, we're we're all we're all flame keepers. And, and flame tenders, like you're saying, we all have that fire within us and we all have the responsibility to tend it. And cause you, you know, if it's, if it's not tended, it could go out or, and, and we'll suffer and others will suffer because of that. And if it's too big, it'll burn us or it'll, and it'll burn other people. 
So again, back to that balance. So a fire firekeeper would be somebody who is mindful of their fires and wants to learn, learn from them. I think fire is the original shaman. Mm. And, and the original fire was the source. So mm. that, that's, this is, we're on a big shamanic journey. Yeah. Um, each of us. Yeah. Yeah. Each of us individually and all of us collectively. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love to say that we all walk our own path on the path we walk together. Yeah. 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 Well, paradox seems to be part of the weird. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Weird is, is super paradoxical. And that's, that's one of its like defining qualities in many ways is that when we do have an experience of paradox or, or weird, it, it is, there's something paradoxical about it or, or there's something paradoxical guiding it, you know, from behind the scenes or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's, like, it's better just not to know and good not yeah. to know and fine not to know and just yeah. to be in the flow. Right. Yeah. 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 Be, be in attunement with it all. But I have to say that I, I want to ask you something here uh, that you've addressed a few times, but one of the things that also just came to my mind that seems to relate to what we were talking about just a little bit ago was a, it's a quote from the David Lynch movie, Wild at Heart, that the world is wild at heart, but weird on top. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I Because I, I love that movie too. Yeah. And I, I haven't watched it in a while. I'm, I'm going to have to watch it with that in mind again. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. What? Uh, the world's wild at heart, but weird on top. <laughs> yeah. 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 Love it. It's, yeah. it's, it's also weird, weird at heart and wild on top. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you if you could maybe say a little bit more about magic, because you have mentioned magic a few times, and this is part of this weird triad that you've kind of laid out for us, but magic can mean a lot of different things. And you address that in, when you discuss it. So I was wondering if you could actually discuss a little bit more about what you mean by magic. Well, like, like weird can go in a lot of different directions. And for one, we, magic is weird and weird is magic. So it's a, it's a being like it's a force, it's a phenomenon it's it's in process. There's mystery to it. And there's some, some stuff that can be known and practiced. Um, magic. I, I love, I've, I've just been loving this uh, feeling of, of relating to magic as if magic is a being mm. and well, not as if magic is a being there's a beingness to magic and i don't think i'm saying anything new by saying that because how many gods and goddesses associated with magic are there in the world a lot so some some might say oh caradwin like that's magic is caradwin i call it i call magic caradwin or just it's kind of the consciousness of magic or something or the way the weird of magic 
And so, yeah, this this being, as we as we practitioners of magic do our thing, we are getting to know this being, and we are in relationship with this being. And not only that, this being is coming into existence through us. It's it's in a sense using us, or it has attuned to us, so that it may come through our awareness into the world and bring change with it you know because that's what magic is doing magic is change it's kind of willed change but also natural change i think i think magic i think the universe is magic you know just as weird as god magic is god you know and all those terms can can be used interchangeably so much that it can be dizzying you know it Mm. can but surrender I don't know that, and and to the fear that you were talking about earlier, what would happen if you could surrender to that fear? So magic is a type of surrender, in a way, to to this being that is coming through us, and and not only that, coming to know itself through us, because mm-hmm. just like the tree and I want the same thing to return to source, I think magic wants to return to source too, and magic needs us to do that. And we need magic to do that. We're we're in it together. So that back to the phrase that which you are seeking is seeking you. We're we're seeking magic to know magic as we practice it, no matter how we practice it. And I think that simple choice and awareness is magic. That this being is coming to know us through these practices. We are coming to know it. We are merging together eventually. Well, at some level, we are merged. It's that's something we remember. Like, oh, I'm magic, or or I'm source, or I'm not me. You know, it's I guess varying varying layers in that. But yeah, and magic is is a feeling too. It's it's something that it's an experiential reality. You know, it's a phenomenological thing that can be explored and tested scientifically up to a certain point and and it can be wielded and um, magical feels like wonder and it it feels numinous it feels terrifying big makes us it shows it show it reveals things to us it shows us that we are nothing and everything and um, that god is one and god is many and that nothing is real and you know i don't know Whatever, whatever truths we need to see that, yeah, altogether can be dizzying. So magic is, 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 I guess, probably best done when, when there's some guidance Mm. involved, some, something to, to help keep it, well, contained, I guess. Containment is a big part of magic. How, how do we contain it? How do we how do we let magic shape us and and how do we shape magic like it's a dance kind of Mm. and and then what comes through in that dance is a creation you know it's it's creation of what we will if we're conscious it's also Mm. a creation of of our can our unconscious can can come through and be created and that's what happens with Ragnarok. You know, when when we are unconscious, things don't go so well, and we will call that fate. 
like, oh, fate. Mm. Um, but if we become conscious, then we call that destiny mm. and we can choose. And yeah, that's magic choice and, and change and, and this being like, I like to call that being weird sometimes. You know, I call I call it other time other things at other times too. But weird just seems like again, it's like I find it to be a really good word for magic mm-hmm. and or for that being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's again to use the word, there's something uncanny about it all. Um, because the impression that I'm getting is that magic is and it's the way you're thinking about it is that it's being present to your own life fanning that inner flame being true to who you are being in alignment and attunement and when that happens that's when the miraculous happens yep beautiful beautiful summary (laughs) so concise that's a good formula okay good and and i feel like it is it is natural it's a very natural way and it sounds healing yeah good excellent i'm glad i'm glad i'm I'm glad i'm on the right track like i said there was so much in this that i i thought where do i begin how do you begin because there's so many different avenues to go down in this discussion and i feel that we've just kind of tapped a little bit here on what the weird is but you mentioned ragnarok a few times and you've kind of already said this, but I want to, I guess, maybe just stress this a little bit where, you know, Ragnarok is a kind of an apocalypse. And often I think more often than not, people think of uh, apocalypse as like the end of the world, but literally it means out of darkness. And you, and you said this earlier, but I feel that it's worthy of repeating where you suggest, well, what would happen if we, if we reimagine it, the apocalypse as an internal process as, you know, because another synonym for apocalypse is revelation. Mm-hmm. And it seems that it's a revelation of the soul. Yeah. And the soul is the whole, the totality. So it's, we become aware of our trickster nature we become aware of the way that we get in our own way and cause ourselves trouble. We we get in the way of, our, well, we see our wounds, what needs to be healed, what needs to be addressed. And it's an opportunity to, to address those things, to rebalance and to, in a way, well, to start anew, because mm-hmm. a lot of apocalyptic myths, there's, it's the end, but it's also the beginning. Mm-hmm. So imagining that on an individual and an internal process the it's it's the it's alchemical right mm-hmm. it's like there's the dissolution everything goes down and it uh, does its soupy thing and it congeals and burns and does ugh, it's not comfortable as we become aware of our of the wounds and issues oh that's why a lot of people don't go to therapy mm-hmm. Well, one reason, but yeah, f- finding out that therapy is actually a really wonderful container for holding the alchemical process. The, the back to the kind of guidance in a way, just like magic needs is is helped out with a lot of guidance and structure and stuff. Therapy, same thing to have a to have a guide, have someone there to just help witness and contain and do the do whatever else the therapist does. 
or or an elder or a ritual guide or like a wise wise friend or you know anybody really but um yeah so the the guidance um, to how how to facilitate an internal apocalypse how to let flow let go of that which needs to be let go that which needs to be burned up in the final fire that and you could say oh it's ego it's like our ego self or something or it's delusion or whatever whatever it is so yeah rebirth of something new the seed there's a seed that is fertilized by all that stuff which is dis dissolved and congealed done its thing and that seed that spark that new life new love new new ways new rays new days you know all of this um potential within each of us that's our magic that's our that's our healing magic like as we as we, each of us learn to become a healer and we can all do this together you know i come back to that you know it's it sounds cliche and well it it's maybe maybe cliche has become or or maybe a happy ending has become cliche or something or or so many people fear that it's not possible or something mm -hmm. but it is i've i've been in communities that that work very you know in diverse communities that are learning to live together and and grow together and heal together i've seen it you know i I see people healing every day and I, and I can see the ripples spreading out into the world. And I see that internal Ragnarok by doing it internally, it's avoiding the external one because, mm. because it's, we're making new choices mm. and in Ragnarok, you know, you have all the gods arguing with the giants and you have even the gods arguing amongst themselves and they do all sorts of horrible things, you know, to each other, to, to other beings, you know, they have their shadows and and they didn't look at their shadows they didn't sit down with guides and with therapists and say hey what are we doing here like is this like should we really kill you know that guy right now maybe maybe we shouldn't maybe there's like another way to do this hmm. and they didn't do any of that so um it's a teaching story it can just as history teaches us what not to do so do the myths you know they hmm. they can do that too and so I, I think one of the teachings of Ragnarok is like, yeah, do the inner Ragnarok and let's do it differently. Let's talk things out. Let's let's go to therapy, group therapy, individual therapy, couples therapy, be be in be in sacred relationship with nature. You know, there's all sorts of shamanic stuff that could help us, soul retrievals and plant medicines and mindful rituals of this and that. But ultimately it all just comes back to awareness, like very basic. Awareness and choice and do least harm, like that kind yeah. of stuff. And and wow, imagine the ripples of that spreading into the world and how how we could all be like, yes, let's have our internal, you know, Ragnaroks together. I'll help you, you help me. And yeah. and then what will we become um, together and beyond? But yeah, yeah, we all have a lot of healing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So let me ask you this. We're going to have to wrap up here, unfortunately, because I have other pressing things coming up, but it sounds to me like you're hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can feel that, you know, as I'm talking about it and, mm -hmm. 
and I think that's a part of that flame. Yeah. Like I feel, I think when people, when people feel their flame or when people feel hope, that is their, that is their flame. And how do we feed that? How yeah. can we tend that and not let it get out of control? Like too hopeful, you know, cause that mm-hmm. can be right. There's a balance mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. And I do have a lot of hope and, and a lot of grief. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to be a human. And a lot of people have it like, you know, there's varying degrees of hardness and challenge and everybody's, everybody's experiencing their own thing. And wow, that can be overwhelming just to even imagine what some people are going through right now. But it can also somehow reveal something to us, you know, like, oh, that okay, that's happening. I don't want that to happen. How, how, what can I do in my life to, you know, be the change you want to see in the world? Like some, some yeah. idea of that, you know, yeah. that it all, the ripples start in the center and go out. Yeah. And I have a lot of hope from that place. Cause I think being a therapist, you know, thankfully I, I do see change and, and I see beautiful, just beautiful things, magic. I see magic coming into, coming into life. I see people's eyes. I see the flame, you know, and I, and I can see it in, in people's lives. And, and I guess together we learn, oh, what, what can we feed this with? You know, mm-hmm. what do I need to see? What do I need to heal? And there's just a lot. Like there's, yeah. there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of seeking and there's a lot of finding. So blessed be, you know, blessed be weird and blessed be the process, like this weird, yeah. uncanny, that whatever it is. Yeah. I, I, it's easy to kind of go, go off into spirals yeah. with weird, because weird right. is spiraling, you know, it's just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I'll just say that I am always grateful to everyone who is involved in the healing practices and process because that is what we need most right now. So I I thank you for your work and I thank you for the book. It was a amazing book that was very thoughtful and Mm -hmm. brought up a lot of thoughts, (laughs) I guess is what I'm trying to say as I was reading it and I was making a lot of interesting connections, but let me ask you one or two final questions here. And the first one is what do you have coming up next? What are you working on? Next I'm working on i applied to do a couple workshops at um, pagan events and we'll see uh, i haven't heard back from them yet but th- that'll be you know january february so i'll I'll be posting stuff if that okay. if that comes to be and uh, i'm i'm writing i'm writing some stuff and it's been fun and yeah i'm i'm putting together I'm putting together a, like a weird kind of weird craft group, you know, it's just in early stages, but it'll be kind of like a process group where we'll look at weird as it manifests in all the domains of our lives. And we'll take time for each of them and there'll be like a system to it. But again, keep, keep, keep eyes open or <laughs> eyes open for that. Yeah. Yeah. That was one question. Yeah. 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 Well, the second part of this is where can people go to find out more about you and your work and what you've got coming up next? Yeah. Do you have a website? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I have a website, www.weirdwildweb.com. <laughs> That's weird with a Y, of course, Weird Wild Web. And yeah, I have a, I have an Instagram that I post to and a Facebook. And those are, Instagram is Weird Wild Web and in, uh, Facebook is Ash McKernan. And I, I will say too that, you know, thank you for your, for your healing work. Oh, thank you. I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying you, to, I'm doing everything I can. <laughs> it's an yeah, all hands on deck moment. I would love, I would love to, to talk more about weird craft with you. If yeah. there's, there's a part two in, in, in the, in the work, if it makes okay. sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. If, I'd um, love that. Yeah. Totally cool. And, and also uh, one thing that I love about you know weird and weirdcraft and all that is is that I, I love to learn about people's weird. Mm. So thanks thanks for sharing your weird with mm. me, like personal experiences and just your thoughts and feelings about about this thing that yeah. that we're in and and I, I do think that your work is healing as it is revealing. You know, it's yeah. it it's done so much for bring shining a light on onto the healing process and in so many different ways through so many windows and by by bringing healing into the world through through your podcast so i can imagine all the all the you know it's like a tree and all your episodes are like a different branch you know yeah. and then there's all these leaves on, on all these branches <laughs> just taking up light and yeah. growing and so Blessed be that for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like that. And thank you. I appreciate everything you just said. That means a lot to me. So, yeah. well, unfortunately I do have to end this Ash, but thank you so much for your time and for the conversation. It was very rewarding and enjoyable. And I do look forward to uh, keeping in touch and speaking again. Yeah. I look forward to it as well. Thank you. And that's a wrap on episode 111 of Verbal Spirit Radio. Thank you so much for listening or watching if you're part of my YouTube audience. Now, you know what's coming. All the usual. Sign up for my Patreon. Share this with friends and family and on social media. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to or view podcasts. You know the grind. But here's the thing. All of that is really important. Putting together this podcast takes a lot of time and effort. Right now, it is a labor of love. I'm in the process of making changes to improve the podcast and the YouTube channel. It's slow going, like my dad used to say, slower than molasses in January. But your support will help me speed up the process and ensure that I can continue with the podcast and offer much more content than what I provide now. As I always say, I'm here on the front range now doing missionary work in regards to religion, spirituality, and ecology, psychedelics, and consciousness, and how all of this can help us heal humanity's relationship with the sacred earth. So if you feel moved by the rebel spirit, you know I sure hope that you do, then please, by all means, help me in my efforts to share the good news. I'm Nick Mather, and you've been listening to, or watching, Rebel Spirit Radio. Until next time, may you be in peace, may you flourish in all possible ways, and may you continue to nurture your rebel spirit.